5.07, and it's Monday, and it is the 10th of June, and, 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 good morning to all my rowdy friends. It's time to settle on down and get into another week. Elaine and Jimmy and Don are here, Trey Ware here, and with you at 210-599-5555. That's, uh, that's phones. <sighs> well, that didn't take long, did it? It didn't take long for Joe Biden to use up all of our 155s over in Ukraine. And so now he's uh, ordered a bunch of uh, cluster bombs to be sent over there. Uh, never mind the fact that last year, speaking on behalf of Joe Biden, Jen Psaki said cluster bombs, well, that's a war crime. Yeah. Uh, and, and never mind that in 1982, Joe Biden himself said cluster bombs are a war crime. Now, we're in Military City, USA, so I would imagine that most everybody knows what a cluster bomb is, but uh, just in case for those who don't, um, it's a bomb that explodes in the air for a bunch of little bitty bombs who then fall to the ground exploding. Mm, except the problem is most of them don't explode. So when they hit the ground, they're boom. They just thuds and duds. That's what they call them, duds. And um, about half of them. And then what happens is for many, many years later and possibly even a century or more or whatever, you know, people come along and they, hey, that's kind of neat. They got their little magnetometer thing and they pick it up and go, boom, blows them up. Or kids walk into school. Hey, look what I found. This is kaboom. And a kid blows up. And so they're banned and most most countries have banned them and signed on to the treaty, including the UK and Spain, who have asked us not to send these to Ukraine. See, this is what happens when we doubled what all other NATO countries have been doing combined. This is their part of the world, but because because we have the globalists in Barack Obama and Susan Rice running the country right now who are trying to depose the leader of Russia, this is exactly what this has been about. We have used up all of our 155 shells. The point of a proxy war was to weaken Russia so they could go in and decapitate it and take over Russia. That way they'd have the oil and all the other, you know, great stuff that Russia has, the resources. But we ran out of ammo first. I I've been talking about this since this war began. Right. First thing is, nobody knows when this thing is over because it's their plan for it to never end. And they are they're not talking about any kind of resolution. You will not hear an official in our government talk about how this thing is resolved. You won't. They won't do it. They won't talk about that. They won't talk about having meetings. They have yet to call a meeting with anybody to try to get people to the table. They have yet to even say, we want people to come to the table. We want both sides to show up at the table. We'll host it. We want to get this thing over with and get it over with. No. no. Uh-uh. They want it to go on for as long as possible. Why? Well, number one, the, the industrial military complex. Uh, that's number one. They, you know, their buddies you know, got to end up making a whole bunch of money. But number two, they've got to get rid of lads so that they can take over Russia and run Russia for their global alliance. And they've got to get it done before next year. 2024 is their year for our elections. And they're going to install their global government in 2024. That's the plan. So we've been shipping our stuff to Ukraine faster than we can replace it. Experts over the weekend telling us that we are 15 to 20 years behind 
with our own stuff, being able to defend our own selves. Uh-huh. Byron York, writing in the Washington Examiner, seems obvious this is affecting U.S. readiness to defend itself. You remember the last batch that Joe sent? Do you remember me telling you that they got on the phone and called South Korea and asked for all the 155s that, that we had sent to South Korea? Remember that? Because we were out of them? Well, here's Joe in cut number three talking about using cluster bombs because we're out of 155s. Two things, Fred, and it was a very difficult decision on my part. Uh, and by the way, I discussed this with our allies, discussed this with our friends up on the Hill. And uh, we're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions, by these cluster munitions that are have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean, very high, that are dangerous to civilians, number one. Number two, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Uh, the ammunition that they, they call them 155 millimeter weapons. This is a this is a war relating to munitions, and uh, the running out of those that ammunition, and we're low on it. And so what I finally did took the recommendation of the Defense Department to not permanently, but to allow for in this transition period where we get more 155 weapons, these shells for the Ukrainians, to provide them with a, something that has a very low dud rate. It's about one, I think it's 150, which is the least likely okay, to that's be enough. Blind. He's getting boring now. Um, so uh, we're, we're out of it, too. Um, in fact, he said that as he walked by reporters at another time, and they shouted at him this weekend, hey, why are you sending cluster bombs to Ukraine? And he shouted back, because we're out of bullets. We're out of ammo. How does that make you feel that the president of the United States, ha, 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 as if he's the president. Did you see him on the beach this weekend? God, that was pathetic. Um, he has spent 40% of his time on vacation in Rehoboth Beach. And he went to Rehoboth Beach this weekend and could barely move. Nobody noticed. Nobody was cheering. Nobody was looking at him. Nobody asked him for an autograph. He was just another old man who was at the beach checking out the young girls. And he was just sitting there and shuffling through the sand, barely able to move, while Donald Trump was in Las Vegas walking in with Dana White to the uh, U UFC fight that was going on there. And I'm just going to let you play, a or I'll let you hear a little bit, cut number five, of Donald Trump walking into the place and surprising everybody. So, oh, we got the man. As, as you might expect for International Fight Week, a lot of people are in the building, uh, but no one needs more security than the former president of the United States, obviously a really good friend of Dana White. Oh, my word. I mean, listen, he's a massive, massive fighter. I mean, that just shows how big this event is. The fighter came out of the octagon to shake his hand. The crowd, including Guy Fieri and many others, came over to shake his hand and have conversations with him. Joe Rogan, who in the past has been no fan of Donald Trump's, but lately Joe Rogan has been talking about how the country made a mistake in 2020. Joe Rogan 
shook his hand and had a long, well, for, for you know, that moment, a long conversation. But the crowd was jumping up and down and screaming. The crowd was delighted to see Donald Trump there. The crowd was on fire for Donald Trump and very enthusiastic. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, in this sad display, was on the beach by himself in Rehoboth, and nobody, but nobody, cared. All right, so we're out of munitions. Joe has sent it all to Ukraine. So if China wanted to invade Taiwan, now would be a good time to do it. If they wanted to invade California or Texas or New York or Miami, now would be a good time to do it because we're out of the shells that we would use to defend ourselves. Joe Biden, not really the president of the United States, but the Biden administration has used up our shell of choice to defend ourselves. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, I'm Shane. 520 now at KTSA. Trey Ware here. Good morning. 210-599-5555. All right. So how'd how'd y'all's weekend go, everybody? Go all right? Yeah, we made it through. Yeah? Yeah. Well, can't, can't was that good, a positive? You had a good time? You had a great weekend? I, yeah, I had a great time. Did you? Yeah, not bad at all. Hey, weren't you working on the house? You did that you yeah. know, yesterday. And uh, Saturday, I went to Laredo to visit a friend. Who Laredo. Was just, just go to yeah. Laredo on hey, a Saturday. you know, why not? On a whim. Yeah. Traveling dawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, but see, what I'm concerned about is you hear that stuffiness. The last time he did that, he gave COVID to everybody. So yeah. gave us the, the big C. No, that's not what it is this time. Are oh. you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. It's the gift that keeps on giving, by the way. Yeah, it's never going away. <laughs> I'm going to go shake his hand. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Why don't you go in there and give him a lip lock? I just right? I didn't need the new oh, variant. You know, we did that already today. Oh, so. did you? I yeah. need that's the new it's a Monday thing. tradition. I need the new variant so I can be up to date on my booster. Right. Your booster. Yeah. <laughs> you need a booster. How about you, Elaine? How was yours? You had a good weekend, too, or what? Yes. Yeah? Oh, she does a mouthful. <laughs> it's breakfast time <laughs> for her. Breakfast. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean that. Hard-boiled egg. Well, hard-boiled egg, I'm not going to be walking through Elaine's room. I'll be walking out the <laughs> other door. Because I know how that works out for her. I have my coffee candle this morning. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now it smells go. like coffee <laughs> and hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. Hard-boiled egg, farts, and coffee. That's great. We're <laughs> how about the USA, Trey? <laughs> yeah, how about, how about the, USA? the USA? That's really good, man. That's why I'm so tired. That was really good. <laughs> Jimmy up You were watching late soccer last night. Yeah. Well, they, Canada scored with like two minutes left in the game to send it into overtime. And then it went past overtime into penalty kicks. And I was like, oh, come on, hurry, just end it. Please. Yeah, but i got to tell you, man, he did great. He was a goalie. He just kept knocking him out. And then the last kick, the guy hit the post, man. He screwed it up himself because he, our goalie went the wrong way. Yeah. It was going to be the win. It was going to be. And he hit the post and up, it shot straight up in the air, man. What so a, awesome. Woo, what a great, great, great match that was, man. It really was. Um, and i got to say one thing about the Spurs. Uh, because I've been turned off by Pop, obviously, right? He's not going anywhere anytime soon. I know. And you're not the only one. There's a lot of fans that feel like that. Look, here's the deal, and I say this all the time. I say it on this show. I say it on Where and Rima. Why do I want to give this guy, why do I want to give an organization money who pays a guy who hates me. <laughs> just does That's just stupidity. I might as well walk out of the garage and grab a ball peen hammer and start hitting my hand. You know, it doesn't sure. make any sense for yeah. me to spend my money 
with an organization who pays a guy to hate me and everything that I everything that I stand for, everything I believe in, hates my country the way my country is, and so on. So well, I got, a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah. So you know, and again, he can have his opinion, right? But I also have control of my money. So I, you know, that's how I've felt about him, and I've made videos, and I've written blogs, everything else, and I've cut all connections with the Spurs. Until he's gone. Well, they renewed him for five more years, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of money. Um, and highest, I, highest paid coach in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I really do want to like the Spurs because, you know, Wimben Yamas, he's the deal, man. He's, he's the real deal. I've been seeing him play. I've been seeing the highlights. I haven't been watching the games, but I've been seeing the highlights. But it's for real. That cat's something, man. And yep. he's just second game, right? So he's just now getting his legs under him, so to speak. And when he gets his, his – uh, Stuff, when he gets the system down, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once he Whoa. knows practice and his team, he doesn't even barely know his teammates. He's probably still saying, what's your name? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Once he gets the system down, it's really going to be kind of unfair yeah. <laughs> to all the other right. teams who have to play this guy because he's, he's incredible for, for what I've seen so far, right? Well, you're the, you're, my dad's in the same boat. He yeah. hates Pop, but he's yeah. like, I can't stop watching this kid. He's yeah. really this guy, good. He, he right. really, I really want to like the Spurs Which brings because up the, of him. Which brings up the question, yeah. you know, would Pop have stayed? No, had, nah, that's what I'm no. thinking. He would have, he would have, he would have flown the coop. Yeah, yeah. Had, His but, politics, because he, this is me talking, not you, because he decided he was going to be all political and woke. He took his eye off the ball literally, and the Spurs had several bad years because of it. He wasn't recruiting. He wasn't teaching. He was not doing the pop stuff, and uh, and 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 plus, he it was very clear he didn't like America. He didn't like the Second Amendment. He doesn't like the First Amendment. He doesn't like it, it, basically any part of the Constitution or the, the Declaration of Independence. And he's made that perfectly clear, um, which is in direct opposition to everything that I believe. And so, I, I, you know, he clearly had gone in the wrong direction and taken the team with him in the wrong direction. And I think he was going to get out, and, and he waited. In fact, he didn't sign this deal until after he saw Wimby play a game. And then he said, you know, I think I'll go ahead and put my name on the dotted line and I'll stay here. I think I'll go ahead and hang out for a few more sure. years. So that's anyway, where he is. That's I have an entire going. hand with no rings on it. I might as well see if I can get one more. Right. And I think that I think they will with this guy. Oh, we're going to get more than one. Right. I mean, he's 19 years old. Yeah. So I got, I'm knocking on wood. You, you gotta, you gotta make sure he stays healthy. And if well, they, you know, they, have to, healthy. they have to bring in a support staff for him as well. You know, well, he can't, do, he can't do it all on his own. That's exactly right. And they got pretty good support staff right now with a couple of, you know, a couple of, couple of guards are pretty good. Yeah. And you know, they, they're, they're, our they're, average age is only 23 years old on yeah. this roster, so we're young. Yeah. But the free agents will come as Wembenyama gets better. But yeah, Papa, he doesn't have anything else to do now that his wife passed away. Right. It, so it was either retire yeah. or sign back on with the Spurs. Which I, I wish he would have retired, and I wish he would have gone on about his way. But, you know, obviously he chose not to do that. He decided to stay, and so I'm conflicted. You know, I really want to like the, this this guy. I think he's going to draw some really good players. Oh, you know, there'll be some great crowds at the, at the games this coming And season. players. I mean, oh, he's yeah. going to be drawing guys here that will want to come here to play with him. Yeah. There and will it, be guys that will want to do that. And, again, Wembenyama is going to increase some of our tourism money. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, there's going to be playoff games yeah. and then hotel everything. It's it's going to good for the city. <laughs> that now to, to my world, real quick. I, I I just got a little analogy 
that relates to my world in, in uh, auto racing. For years, it was Ford and Chevy and Ford and Chevy and Ford and Chevy and auto racing, right? And they were going back and forth and back and forth. Well, along comes Toyota. And Toyota was the first non-American brand that they allowed in NASCAR racing. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. The rules are that the, the, it has to be manufactured. The car has to be manufactured in the United States for a certain length of time, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, of course, now Toyotas are manufactured here. So, you know, your truck. Right. <laughs> manufactured right over there, yep. off off of Highway 16 South. That's kind of smart by Toyota to do that. So yeah, so they got into NASCAR racing, and they were so far ahead of Chevy and Ford with their technology that they start winning every race. And NASCAR had to come along and create special rules for Toyota to make it competitive again, which I think really sucks. If you're you know right. that's where Ford and Chevy need to up their game, right? Yeah, it's not you know it's. Not Toyota's right. fault. That's right, right. That they, you know, that they excel. And so, anyway, I'm sitting there watching Wimby, and I'm thinking, the NBA's got to come up with some rules. <laughs> rules. That's some Wimby rules. <laughs> I mean, he's blocking because it's three, just not fair. He's blocking three point shots. It's stupid. I mean, it's stupid what what he is doing out out of the court. And like I say, he's just getting started, man. I mean, you know, he's just and his three pointers are going in, and he's uh, like you said, blocking everything. And I mean, just really looks good. Anyway, it's going to be interesting when the season ramps up and he's he's going up against you know the cream of the crop well, that's on a right. daily basis. That's yeah, right. but they're not going to play him as much. They're going to you watch. He'll have yeah. He'll yeah. he'll do twenty seven right. twenty eight minutes. They'll a have game. to sit down. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And and I I think that he is since I, I really believe just based on what I've seen so far, he's the biggest impact player since Michael Jordan. I really believe that. Now t- time is going to tell. You yeah. know, and we had Kobe in there and everything else, but. I think this guy has the potential of being a massive uh, imprint on the league. I really believe yeah, that. Time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Okay, quick break. Chat back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Yeah, I'm so stressed. Our business. Is that my Betty? Yeah, let's go for a ride. Just you and me, sweetheart. We'll just cruise on around Canyon Lake for about an hour or two. 537 now, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, Don, by the way, I know you've been in, in Industrian Byron's because, you know, carpets and cleaning out stuff for yourself and for friends. What a, what a, what a great guy you are to go way out of town to help a, help a friend. You're something else. Um, plus, you got a truck. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Which came in handy, I'll tell you. That's yeah. a reason why I don't have a truck. Yeah, right? <laughs> I learned early on, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, I got there in style, though. It was nice. It was one of the yeah. greatest disappointments my, uh, of my dad's life was when I pulled up in a little tiny SUV. He said, Why you, where's your truck, boy? What are you what, doing? What a new truck. I said, I traded in on this, and I'll never have to move again. So anyway, uh, Saharan Dust. Saharan dust is moving in, and so that's what you got. I, I make a breakfast for Nancy every Saturday and Sunday morning. Yesterday morning, I'm standing there cooking the, the bacon and eggs and all this stuff, and, man, here it came. It hit my head, and my ears clogged up. My forehead started to pound, and so I started to check into it, and the Sahara, Saharan dust is showing up. It happens yeah, every year. Right. Blows over from Africa, lands right here in San Antonio. Yeah, it's not what's bothering me today, though. Yeah. 
I'm allergic to everything, basically. <laughs> so if it's around, really, you I, get really, it. I am. Yeah, are you really? You know, like, if, like paint when you, people are painting. Yeah. You know, I have to cover my face because I'm so allergic. I didn't to everything. know that about you. And so yesterday there was some, you know, some deep cleaning going on in my house. Ah. Uh, um, and and some of the compounds they were using to do some of the work. I got gotcha. um, you. Know, they lingered in the air all in night. Your head. So mm. when I woke up this morning, I was I couldn't even breathe. Wow. So. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about that. It was almost Trey Ware doing the news. Yeah. (laughs) Well, people don't really want that. That's for (laughs) you. You're the big anchor, man. Well, you know, every every other sentence, you're like, ha! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that over here. Over here, yeah, like this. (laughs) Yeah, we're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to bang on the on the countertop. All right, Jimmy, let's go. Let's roll it. Let's let's hit it. Come on, let's get the update in here. Let's do us our update. Hit it, Jimmy. Roll it. We got to get the update. It's time for your morning cocaine update. Cocaine at the White House update. Because, as I told you a number of times on Friday, beginning at 5 a.m., they were going to make it go away. Remember that? Yeah. Remember how I kept saying that they were going to try to make it go away over the weekend so that Monday morning nobody would be talking about it? Monday morning's here and nobody's talking about it. But but we're going to talk about it. We're going to do our cocaine update until we find out who brought the cocaine into the White House? Okay. ABC's not talking about it anymore. NBC's not talking about it. They're refusing to even cover it. Fox isn't even talking cocaine anymore. It's gone. I told you that on Friday morning a number of times beginning at 5 a.m. In fact, I started the show at 5 a.m. And I said, by Monday morning, this is going to be a distant memory because all of the major news channels... And I said it all morning long, and then I heard Sean repeat it after nine. And that's exactly what happened. They're trying to make it go away. So House Oversight Committee launching the probe. (laughs) Okay. They're launching the probe. Great. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer sent a letter to Secret Service Director Kimberly Cheadle. The presence of illegal drugs in the White House is unacceptable and a shameful moment in the White House's history. Uh, How about illegal? (laughs) How about that one? You left that one out, James. He is requesting a briefing by the Secret Service to the committee by this coming Friday. He wants a briefing to the committee. Republicans are asking Ray this week, Christopher Ray at the FBI, if he's really going to investigate this or if he's just going to pass it by. Okay, that's nonsense. Um, First of all, the answer is he's going to pass it by, okay? Second of all, what do you mean are you going to investigate this? You don't ask. You tell him. You will investigate this. This is your job. Why do we have an FBI, Mr. Ray, if you're not going to do this? And look, Republicans, I want to tell you all, you have the hammer, You control the purse strings. So if Christopher Wray is not investigating this, if if the Secret Service is not investigating this, cut the money off. Treat them like the three-year-olds that they want to be treated like. Okay, sweetheart, you're not going to behave. Well, then you don't get to toy. You can go to your room without dinner, and I don't care if you starve. I really don't. Go to your room and starve. And when you decide you want to come out and play by the rules of the house, 
then we'll get you back online and we'll start we'll get you some more money but you ain't getting another dime out of this institution until you fess up ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna say it again i said it a thousand times last week they know who the cocaine is from they know they already have seen the tapes the videos they have already seen the fingerprints a police officer in San Antonio can take fingerprints off of a door jam and tell you in 10 minutes whose fingerprints those are. So don't give me that crap that the Secret Service cannot take fingerprints off of a baggie of cocaine and find out who it is. It's a cover-up. They don't want you to know. And so this is where the power, this is where the, the spotlight needs to be. It needs to be on the Secret Service. Whose coke was that in the White House? And by the way, where is the Coke? Whatever happened to it? Who's got it now? Is there a chain of custody? I'll bet you it's been destroyed. I'll bet you the little baggie, the little Ziploc or zipper baggie is gone by now. I'll bet you it's been burned up in a fire. What do you want to bet? I, look, this is how these people operate, okay? And we need to, as the American people, say enough is enough. And that's why this, this is exactly why the Constitution was written the way it was written. So that we, the American people, can go to our representatives who happen to be the members of the House and say to the members of the House who represent us, you get answers on this cocaine thing or cut the money off. And that's why Congress controls the money. They have the ultimate power of government in their hands. It's not in Joe's hands. Without without Congress, Joe ain't got squat because he, he, he can't control your money constitutionally if we operate constitutionally. And that's the real big question. So this is where we demand our representatives, the people you voted for, to go in there and say, okay, here's the deal. You either tell us who the cocaine was or we're just shutting the money off. And when you tell us who the cocaine was, we'll, we'll turn the money back on. But until such time as we know who the cocaine came from, you're not getting another penny. Not, not one more dime from this institution. You can forget it. Well, but i got to protect the president. Well, then you better tell me who it was <laughs> or the president's not going to be protected. Well, but I gotta protect the president's family. Well, then you better tell me whose cocaine it was, or you're not getting another penny. It's that simple. We're not we're not gonna argue about it, and you're not gonna change my mind. That's what we need. That's who we need in the United States Congress to play hardball. If these people want to play hardball, then don't pussyfoot around with them. Get after it. All right. Uh, Donald Trump. This is why Donald Trump uh, cut number two, Jimmy. This is why Donald Trump is is really beloved. I mean, you know, come on. He says it the way people say it. He speaks, how many times have I said it? He speaks the lingo of the people. And he was talking over the weekend about woke and how stuff that goes woke goes broke. Did you see what happened to, to Bud Light? It's out of the top ten. It's not even in the top ten of domestic beers anymore. Told you the day it happened, I said, that brand is done. Best thing they can do is change it to Charlie's Beer or something, you know. But here's Donald Trump calling it like it is. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke. Everything woke. It's true. Everything woke turns to shit. Okay? Uh-huh. 
That's exactly right. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. So many companies prioritize profits over people. Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. My voice phone number here at the station is 210-654-5155. 210-654-5155. Would you say the Pledge of Allegiance there for us? And then listen for yourself at 550 and 650 each weekday morning. All right. Got a nutty guy. Well, at least we think he's a guy. I mean, he he's a guy, and I think he identifies as a guy. Anyway, they were having their meeting of the General Synod, the Church of England's governing body. Archbishop of York, Stephen Cottrell, is now calling into question the Lord's Prayer, which is not the Lord's Prayer, it's Disciples' Prayer, but we call it the Lord's Prayer, always have. It's the prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples and the people at the Mount of the Beatitudes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know it. Everybody knows it. We all learned it when we were little bit kids. But now this archbishop from the Church of England says, you know, the word father is really problematic here. You know, that's patriarchal, and uh, we, we, we shouldn't be using that, you know. I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what he suggests. Maybe dear they in heaven, you know, since they all are using they. Dear they in heaven. Uh, he says, I know the word father is problematic because you have earthly fathers have been destructive and abusive, and that's the whole point, <laughs> is you have a perfect heavenly father. And you don't project what your earthly father did onto your heavenly father. You look for the redemption in your heavenly father. But anyway, so now it's all about adopting progressive beliefs in the Church of England leadership. And they have been headed this way for a long, long time. They are one of the most secularized churches on planet Earth. And so they have an issue of the gender of God. Is God really a male? Yes, God is a male. How do we know that? Because God said he's a male. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> See, when, when you decide you're the final arbiter of truth instead of his Bible, his holy word, when you decide that you're the final arbiter of truth, then there is no truth. When you decide what you think the Bible should say instead of, okay, I'm just going to believe what it says and, and accept it by faith, that's the whole point of faith. And I'm going to try as best I can to live my life according to its principles. And I'm going to rely and trust on Jesus to save me and bring me home. Instead of instead of that, people now say, well, you know, it, it doesn't fit what I believe, you know, the, but the Bible says this, but I don't believe that. So I'm right. The Bible's wrong. And man, that's really a very dangerous thing to be uh, to be caught up in. When you're deciding what's right and what's wrong in the Bible, you don't get to decide that. But anyway, um, so the Archbishop of York is saying that Jesus was absolutely wrong because Jesus is the one who said, our Father in heaven, and that he didn't get it right when he said, our Father in heaven. He didn't say our mother. He didn't say our father, mother. He didn't say, oh, great universal spirit. He didn't say any of that. So if you take Jesus at his word, and really you have to if you're relying on him for your salvation, because if you say he screwed that one up and didn't get that one right, boy, he didn't get the, the father part right, well, then what did he get right? Either he was absolutely perfect and everything that he said and did, or he wasn't perfect in any of it. That's that debate of Lord, liar, or lunatic. Those are your choices. 
That's it right there. And I happen to believe he's Lord of all and Lord of all life. But anyway, and, and the nut job is the Archbishop of whatever that is in the Church of England, Archbishop of York. He's the nut job. Elton John thanking fans for 52 years of pure joy. Ending his touring career, it was over in Stockholm, Sweden. That's the touring career. His husband and agent says, well, but he may still do some residencies. And I fully believe he'll be back with the red piano out in Las Vegas because he makes a lot of money when he does that residency. He'll be open for private parties like he played Rush Limbaugh's wedding. Things of that nature he's going to do for the rest of his life. He's not... He's not going to put himself on a shelf. It's not in his personality. Just like George Strait. Correct. He just does select shows, just no more tours. That's right. And one more thing, since we're talking artists here, multiple singers are being hit by flying objects. Usually it's a cell phone when they're on stage. It happened to Harry Styles the other night. It happened to a couple of other people. People are throwing... You know, really, they're cell phones, which is kind of stupid because it's easy to find the culprit. You know, if you got to throw your if you got to throw your cell phone up there, pretty easy to find out who it is. And I say these artists need to press charges. That's how you stop this right now. That's why the chicken wire is up at the old haunts. Oh, yeah, man. I've been hit with beer cans oh, at yeah. Chili Fest. Sure, it, it, it just happens. Yeah, they they drink too much, and then all of a sudden they just throw stuff. Well, I think it's easy for them to to find out who it is and to press charges against these people if you want to get it stopped. Because and you got to stop it because it's cell phones today, and then it becomes bricks, and then it becomes something even more dangerous. You've got to. You've got to really cut it out and get it stopped right it's away. It's a social media trend. It really is. It's the latest thing, isn't it? They yeah, they caught the on to it, yeah. and, they, and they figure, oh, I'm going to make it on TikTok. I'll make a TikTok video of me social throwing this at, at Taylor thing. Swift. Taylor said, I will, <laughs> this is Taylor. She said, I will kick your ass. I will personally so kick Adele. your ass. <laughs> Adele said the same thing. Yes, she did. Adele said it too. All right, back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not one. And happy Monday. It is the 10th of June. Something's going to happen on TV tomorrow night, and I'm going to give you a little preview coming up this half hour. Trey Ware here on KTSA. There's Jimmy. There's Don. There's Elaine. 210-599-5555. It didn't take long for Joe to go through our ammo, did it? Told you that was what he's going to do, and that's exactly what he's done, and he's admitted that he's gone through our ammo. He has admitted that he's used up all the 155. Last time he sent a whole bunch of stuff over to Ukraine, if you remember, I told you that he had called South Korea and begged for the 155 shells back that he sent to South Korea so he could send it over to Ukraine. Ukraine is the dumping ground of all of our stuff. He's using it up in Ukraine, leaving us very vulnerable. As uh, Byron York for the Washington Examiner wrote this weekend, seems obvious this is affecting U.S. readiness to defend itself. It most clearly and most assuredly has affected our ability to defend ourselves or Taiwan or anywhere else that we have commitments, because we have doubled, not we, Joe, has doubled what all other NATO countries have done combined. You take them all and you combine everything that they have done in the Ukrainian situation, particularly there, the European countries who have a vested interest in this war, right, more so than we do, and you you put them all together, Germany and France and Spain and the U.K. and all of them, you combine them all together. And what they have put forward in this effort is about, well, you know, we, we've doubled it. We've doubled it. Why? What is this war for? And when is it going to be over? And 
Who's, who wins? Now, I have my own thoughts about what it's for. It's to destabilize Vladimir Putin and get him out of office so the globalists can take over Russia and the rich resources of Russia and control those rich resources as we move toward 2024 when they're going to hand many of the countries of the world over to the U.N., and they're going to attempt to do that with the United States. And we are in a weaker position today than we were two years ago, thanks to Joe, well, the administration, which I believe is Barack Obama and, uh, and Susan Rice, thanks to them burning up our ammo in Ukraine. Experts this weekend saying we're shipping our stuff to Ukraine faster than we, than we can replace it. We are now, as of now, 15 to 20 years behind and we all remember when donald trump built our military up more planes more ships and more bombs more weapons were created during the trump years to defend the united states the only president that has kept us out of war and that cost him a second term they have to have war in order to make all those planes and bombs and everything else and go back and watch eisenhower's speech the day he was leaving office Go back and look at Dealey Plaza, November 22nd, 1963. Look at these things that have happened in our history and why, why these people have done this for so long. Has Joe Biden even made one attempt to, to get the two sides together? The answer is no. That, that's a rhetorical question. He has not even made one attempt to get Vladimir Putin and Ukraine together at a table to discuss this. Why? Because he doesn't want this war to end. Now, I happen to believe, and I've said this many times on this show, and I've said it on Where and Rima, I happen to believe this is a money laundering operation as well. I happen to believe that personally, that people are getting rich off of this as they spend, send more money to Ukraine. And it's been that way forever in Ukraine, by the way. Go back and watch some of the documentaries and read some of the books about Ukraine, and it's been that way forever. That politicians enrich themselves off of sending money and armaments through Ukraine to a guy who, by the way, says we're fighting for democracy, but he's already talking about canceling his elections next year uh, in Ukraine and who has banned certain churches from preaching certain messages about Ukraine. How's that for a democracy? This isn't about democracy. This is about getting rid of Vladimir Putin. And, and Joe said it early on. That's exactly it, regime change is exactly what we're after. He said that a couple of years ago when this first began. So here's what Joe is going to be sending over to Ukraine since he's used up all the 155s that we have available, which is the shell of choice, by the way. So if we have to protect uh, Miami or New York or Los Angeles or San Antonio, we don't have any 155s left. Joe burned them all up in Ukraine. He said that. So he's sending cluster bombs. Now, many of you being in Military City USA, you've got a background in all of this, so you know this far better than I do, but a cluster bomb essentially explodes overhead and rain down, rains down a bunch of little bombs on top of whatever the community is. But they've got about a, oh, 50% dud rate. A 50% dud rate, which means half of them that falls out of the that fall out of the sky never explode. Well, 
that's not true. They do explode. Uh, years later, decades later, when kiddos are walking to school and they find one of these things buried in the ground and they pick it up, boom, it goes off. Or people are out there with their magnetometers looking for coins. And, oh, they come across one, they pick it up, boom, it goes off. Cluster bombs have been banned by many countries in the world. The U.K. and Spain, they, they have signed off, and many other countries have signed off on treaties to say they will not use cluster bombs because they are absolutely devastating to innocent people who find them many years later. And um, we have not signed off on that. And so Joe is going to use them because we're out of 155 shells. So he's going to start using cluster bombs. Sounds like a cluster of another kind, doesn't it? Sounds like somebody needs to be the adults in the room, as Donald Trump says he would be, and get the two sides together and draw this thing to a close and let's move on in peace. That's what should be happening right now. But there are no serious efforts to get the two sides together. And I'm just amazed that United States citizens are more than happy to sit back and let this go on as long as the politicians who are making money off of it want it to go. One tip in the wrong direction and you've got World War III. I think, and I've said this many, many times, and I've heard other people copy me on it, I think World War III is already underway. I think World War III is already underway. Been underway for about a year, year and a half. And uh, we just haven't you know, had the rest of the world uh, dive into this. But when China goes into Taiwan, there's going to be the mess. When this could be uh, added close, could be handled, uh, Donald Trump's got a plan to, to do that. But here we sit with Joe Biden running for re-election. They tell us, I'm not real sure that's going to happen either, but they tell us he's running for re-election. And if he gets re-elected, obviously, why do you believe anything is going to change? Nothing is going to change. He's going to continue doing exactly what he's doing. 615 now at KTSA. Well, your friends at Hicks Carpet One, oh, man, are they awesome. The largest and best selection of flooring in San Antonio is right there at Larry Hicks Place called Hicks Carpet One. We're talking about quality hardwood flooring, if that's what you're looking for. We're talking about the best in carpets, if that's what you want. Laminate tile and the best thing that everybody's going for right now luxury vinyl plank and hicks carpet one has the largest selection of luxury vinyl plank now this stuff looks like real wood feels like real wood acts like real wood however it's scratch resistant it's waterproof it's easy to maintain it's pet and kiddo friendly and husband-friendly, too, I've put it to the test, and it's very, very durable. And did you know that people with million, $2 million, $3 million homes are putting luxury vinyl plank in their homes instead of hardwood? Why? Because they don't want all the mess. At a fraction of the cost, a fraction of the cost. I want you to find out more at Hicks Carpet One Floor and Home. The Hicks family, they've been the flooring experts in San Antonio since 1935, and you always get the beautiful guarantee. If you don't like your Carpet One flooring for any reason, Hicks will replace it for free. There's no surprise pricing. So just check them out online, hickscarpet1.com. That's hickscarpet1.com. Sunny and hot today with a high of 102. And, yep, the Saharan dust is blowing into San Antonio this week. Right now it's 78 at KTSA. Good morning, traffic. 7-1. These are my boys. Yeah. The Stray Cats. And we're going to rock this town. Well, 
That's an incredible show, by the way. If you ever get a chance, go see them. And if you ever get a chance to see the Brian Setzer Orchestra, go see them, too. Okay, so a, a couple of things you got to hear, man. Uh, first of all, uh, we, we talk a lot about AI, what AI is doing, and so on. I have this story here that this couple, uh, he's being deployed. They're in Colorado. Colorado doesn't have any law about somebody who is a licensed minister performing a wedding. So they needed a wedding done really quickly because he's being deployed. And so they had a, AI do it. Yeah. Chat. AI perform the wedding. And at first, when they first asked Chat AI to do it, Chat AI said, Well, first of all, I can't do this. I don't have eyes. I don't have a body. I can't officiate your wedding. And the couple wouldn't take no for an answer. So they started to tell Chat AI all their private personal information. You know, I'm me and I'm this old and he's he and he's that old and we really love each other and just da 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 da. And Chat AI learned about the couple and Chat AI ended up performing the wedding. They, they got a robot mask and put it on a speaker. I know, right? And had the, the chat, essentially the AI, perform their wedding ceremony. During the ceremony, I will eloquently express the significance of this historic moment and the limitless possibilities that arise when love and technology intersect, said the computer. We are honored and grateful to each and every one of you here, especially those who have traveled out of state, notably Kansas. So it knew that somebody at the wedding had come from Kansas. Hmm. Yeah. And so the uh, the bride said that ChatGPT took something personal to humans like a wedding and made it better. That's weird. And that's really weird. Wow. <laughs> that's one way of putting it. That's weird. Having a robot perform yeah. your wedding. Now, we had the story a couple of weeks ago. I wonder the what the legalities are of that. Well, they don't have any law in Colorado yeah. about ministers. Anybody can do a wedding. I'm a licensed minister. I am. I'm ordained, right? So I can perform weddings in the state of Texas. I have an ordination from a basically a global Christian organization. They are very. This isn't. I didn't go to one of those mills where you just send off for five seconds and they send you back an ordination. Right. Uh, I did the whole nine yards. Sure. Background investigation and updating yeah. and all that kind of stuff that they do uh, to check into your your theological training and so on. And so I'm a, I'm a licensed minister to perform weddings in the state of Texas. They don't have that law in Colorado. So anybody could do it. You could do it. Jimmy could do it. Any, obviously, a robot could do it. Wow. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> so, it's a, man, I'm telling you, this is like what we talk about on Wear and Rhyme all the time. This is very, we have entered into a strange new world. Very much so. Yeah. I mean, they basically got, you know, a vacuum cleaner performed their wedding. That's ceremony. exactly what it is. That's exactly right. Yeah, wow. a toaster oven. Yeah. <laughs> Pop. It was an air fryer. <laughs> That's what they yeah, go. Right. A dry air Watching fryer. Watching what they eat. <laughs> now, you got to hear this because this is going to be I – don't, I don't watch the America's Got Talent show or anything, but I do see some of the highlights every once in a while, the clips of highlights. Mm -hmm. And there are times when I'll just be drawn to tears, right? I'll just go, oh, my God, I can't believe this. They had a little kid singing the other night, and he um, he had the voice of angels. He sings in some frequency that he's, like, really up there with all these, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So 
But this was not that. This is the 82nd Airborne from the Army. These are the folks, men and women, who jump out of uh, airplanes with parachutes. Uh, they can deploy anywhere in the world in 18 hours. Yep. So they're they're the they're, they're the tough ones, right? There's something else. My dad was 82nd Airborne. Well, there you go. There you go. So you know them. Yep. yep. Well, this is a chorus from the 82nd Airborne. They're going to be featured tomorrow night on America's Got Talent. But I thought I'd just let you hear a little bit of what they do. So they come out and they have their cadence when they come out. Hip, 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 and they stand there and they say who they're dedicating it to, who was a fallen uh, soldier uh, by the name of Elijah Crawford, who they're dedicating this performance to. And here's just a bit of the performance. Get ready. Here we go. on America's Got Talent tomorrow. I'm pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Yeah, Simon thought at first when they first, because they, they, they were in uniform and everything, right. when, when they first came out in their uniform, he didn't know what was going on. He had the look on his face like, what, right. what, yeah. what? And it blew right into that and yeah, no shocked them all. All live, too. No auto-tune there. Oh, there's no auto-tune yeah. and there were no instruments. It was all a cappella and live, yeah. man, every bit of it. I would have expected them to do Jump by Van Halen. <laughs> Or what was the one that they used in uh, in the Bill Murray movie? Uh, Do wah diddy diddy. Oh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> she was just yeah. walking down the street that singing. Be great. <laughs> well, maybe if they advance on to the next, yeah, you know, the next, the next round, they'll do that. I'm going to tell you about Window World and Martin Bomba and his team at Window World. This is the time of year when you definitely want Window World. Well, you know what? There's not a bad time of year to have Window World windows in your car or in your house, because when it comes to keeping the hot weather out this time of year and the cold weather out when it gets cold around here, Window World windows are the best I've ever seen. We we bought them for our home, and we have noticed the uh, the difference in, uh, in how things feel inside the house, especially when it's extreme weather like what we have right now with the extreme heat that's going on. And your Window World windows, they have the best E-rating of anything out there. Uh, we had those builder-grade windows, and they were fine. Uh, and just fine, though. Uh, these are a step above. They are a class in, in, in and of themselves. 
And when you talk about the price, the price was right, too, because they sell so many of these great windows, they're able to hold the prices down, too. They have great insulated siding as well that will give you better protection for your home, great brickstone siding. They've got it all at Window World. I hope you'll check them out at windowworldtx.com. Uh, get to know Martin Bamba and his team over there because they know how to treat people right. And I'm not only a friend of Martin's, but I'm also a customer. And I can tell you from both sides of that, he's dedicated to making sure that you have the best experience possible. WindowWorldTX.com. Hi, Trey Ware here, the local family auto repair shop. I have to talk like this now. Ah, 635. Ah. Trey Ware, KTSA, good morning. 210-599-5555. you can call or you can text. Like this guy did, said good morning. I tip my hat to the 82nd Airborne. My brother was in the Airborne in uh, uh, Cambodia and gave his life for America, for your republic. And let's see here. I kept, uh, he was a bandito, and I kept his 63 Hardy-Davidson Trike 1200. He's my hero. All right. Janet Yellen. <sighs> Good old Jan. She went to China over the weekend. And she met her counterpart in China. Did you see the video of her shaking the dude's hand and bowing? Oh, my God. You know you know, a bird stands on the side of the bird bath and dips his head in and out of the water real fast to take a drink and back up? And you know what I'm talking about? Up and down real fast? Okay, look it up because that's what she did. Google is your friend. Google will show it to you. She's shaking. The, I, I'm, I was like... Did she get into Hunter's stash? Janet Yellen, maybe we found out whose it was. I mean, good Lord. She's pumping the guy's hand, like, straight up and down, like like three-foot waves. Instead of just shaking it, you know, you stand there, you look at a guy. You did learn that when you were a kid, right? Your daddy taught you that when you were very young. You look a guy in the eye, you firmly shake his hand, and you don't just pump it up and down. But that's what she was doing. She's pumping it like three feet in the air while she was bowing. She learned well from the boss, Barack Hussein Obama, didn't she? Because that's exactly where she learned that. Remember when he went on the bowing tour and he was bowing to everybody at the beginning of his presidency? That's what she was doing, bowing to China and pumping this guy's hand. Obviously, since he's the money guy for China, maybe she went to pick up the check. Maybe Joe sent her to pick up his and Hunter's check for the balloon flying overhead. Meet the depressed yesterday, Chuck Todd. Remember we talked last week about uh, Joe Biden's seventh grandchild, a daughter, a girl named Navy. She's beautiful. Blonde hair, blue eyes, just beautiful. Well, Chuck Todd said the problem is not that that the Bidens will not acknowledge her because they won't. They won't. They they act like they. In fact, he says, "I've got six grandchildren, and if you work for me and you say I have a seventh, or if you're in the media and you say I have a seventh, I'm going to fire you." Is what he's telling his staff. I will fire you if you say I have seven grandchildren. This is Joe. Well, so Chuck Todd said it's not the problem. Is not that they are denying the seventh grandchild. That's not the problem. The problem is the Republicans are bringing it up. And it's the Republicans' fault 
for even mentioning the seventh grandchild. That they shouldn't even mention the situation, shouldn't even mention the seventh grandchild. It's not Republicans. The New York Times, they're the ones, the the Biden-friendly New York Times, they're the ones who had a headline that said, it's seven grandchildren, Joe. It doesn't matter to him. New York Magazine's intelligentsia. Describe someone who doesn't sound like the decent guy that he told us he was. New Yorker Magazine. Again, another liberal publication. They're turning against him. This is what Michael Goodwin from the New York Post says. You know, this is the gradual slide, and then all of a sudden, off the cliff it goes, and he's done. He's out. Which is why I'm not really sure. I'm not convinced that they're running that guy next year. I'm not. They can see what you can see. They know what you know. And they know they can't win with this guy unless they cheated again like they did in 2020. And they'll have every, you know, every plan to do that. But I'm not really sure that they're going to take him to the dance. I'm really not. But once a week, according to New Yorker magazine, once a week, Joe makes Kamala sit down and eat lunch with him where he shows slides that the White House photography staff puts together. And in these slides, it's him in all these fantastic positions and doing all these wonderful things, right? Shaking hands with this world leader and shaking hands with that world leader and doing this and doing that. And he makes Kamala sit through that, and they comment on it. Now, those once-weekly lunches have become less frequent because Biden has trimmed back his schedule overall because he doesn't understand what he's saying half the time. The article in New York Magazine goes on to say how he eats like a child. This is a liberal publication. Hides a TV in the Oval Office so he can watch TV while he's in there and can't tell you whether he has a Peloton or not because it's a security risk. This is what's in this article. But beyond that, here's the decent Joe for you. He hangs up on people often. He snaps often. He's often a jerk. Well, we see that when he deals with the media, right? The piece also talks about his feelings of discomfort in the White House and his desire to spend more time in Delaware. Well, good. So far during his presidency, he has spent 40%, 40% of his time on vacation with his feet kicked up. He's usually in Delaware, spends more time on vacation than any other modern president. So the obvious question then, if you don't want to be in the White House, why did you run for the job and why are you running again? Because he had to have it on his tombstone, on his headstone. That's why. He had to have president on there. But they also, in the magazine article, say he's an irritable, cruel boss who treats the press and his subordinates like garbage. And they point out the September 2022 Battle for the Soul of the Nation speech. That's the one where he's in front of the red wall with the Marines standing there and all that. They said, that's the real Joe. That's the one we put up with inside the White House, that he's got a mouth on him like a sailor. He screams at people all the time and hangs up on people. He wants you to think that he's this nice grandfather. Oh, I'm such a sweet guy, but he's really quite the you-know-what hole. Uh-huh. Nikki Hills just won the women's 1,500-meter race at the 2023 USATF Championships. 1,500 meters. That's that's a run right there. Yeah. 
uh, Nikki, by the way, dedicated it to the LGBTQ community, saying that the LGBTQ community needed a win. Nikki, by the way, is a guy running into girls' sports. Nikki goes by they. Nikki goes by they. He's a man wearing long hair and makeup. And I couldn't help but just look at the pictures of the girls who were participating and running behind Nikki, trying to keep up with Nikki, as Nikki was beating them. And they were doing all they can, even to they got to the to the tape at the end of the race, and the second-place girl was running so hard, doing everything that she could, she fell, busted herself up pretty bad. They, Nikki, they said it was a win for the transgender community. Nikki went on to say how they, meaning him, got an extra jolt from walking out and seeing the trans flag being held by a fan. I bet they are here for me, they said. Don't you mean, I bet they are here for us? When I say it's a psychosis, a psychosis is a break from reality, and that's exactly what we're dealing with here in the transgender community. You've got all those girls that were running in that 1,500-meter race who did all the training, all the training, and here comes a guy, bigger, faster, stronger. Guys are, it's just physics. Talking about the rule, not the exception. Guys are bigger, faster, stronger. And to participate in girls' sports is a ripoff. You have a psychosis. You have a break with reality. Somebody needs to be truthful with you and tell you that. You have a psychosis. You need, it's between your head, between your ears, not between your legs where your problem is. Also over the weekend, 22-year-old model and actress Ricky Valerie Cole competed in the Miss Universe pageant in the Netherlands and won. I did it, Cole said. It's unreal, but I get to call myself Miss Netherland 2023. I'm so proud and I'm so happy. I can't even describe how proud and happy I am. And yes, I'm trans and want to share my story. I did this on my own. I loved every moment of it. Yes, Ricky is a dude, a guy. Biological males have, uh, in recent years, been competing in women's beauty pageants as well. Not only their sports, but in women's beauty pageants as well. And you know what? They're winning. They're winning. Now, I saw the runner-up to Miss Universe Netherlands, and this was purely political. They were going to give it to him no matter what because the runner-up is gorgeous, much better looking in every way, much more talented, had a much better, carried herself much better than the dude did. But, you know, because we're woke... Because we're woke, he wins. Men are winning women's beauty pageants. And I'll make this prediction right here and right now. He will win Miss Universe. He will. He'll win it. He'll be Miss Universe. It's going to happen. Why? Because we're woke. But do you want to hear what Donald Trump thinks about woke? This is what Donald Trump says about woke. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke. Everything woke. It's true. Everything woke turns to shit. That's it. Okay? Exactly. You got it. Thank you, Don. Uh, okay, so I want to tell you about River City Oral Surgery and River City OMS. 
and that website at rivercityoms.com where you can see all the prices for every procedure that they do, whether it's an extraction, whether you've got broken or missing teeth, maybe you had teeth removed many, many years ago, and you've been living without those teeth there. Your friends at River City Oral Surgery, Dr. Mark Havercorn, his outstanding team can uh, get you dental implants in there, and you'll see exactly what the prices are on the website when you log on to rivercityoms.com. Whether that's what you're looking for, whether it's an extraction like, oh, yeah, wisdom teeth, they got to come out. Sometimes they get impacted. Sometimes they're growing sideways. Sometimes it can be difficult. But, you know, there's no job too big or too small for your friends at River City Oral Surgery. The transparency, well, that just makes all the sense in the world. I don't know how you feel about it, but I know when I go to any kind of medical practice and I have to pay the copay, then I go home, and Nancy and I wait, and we wait, and we wait to get a bill for the, from the insurance company. And we have no idea what that bill is going to be. That's unfair. It's really not fair how that whole system works. But with River City OMS, the prices are right there on the website, so you know exactly what you're going to pay before you even book your appointment. Log on today for River City Oral Surgery, rivercityoms.com. Hi there. I'm Dwayne Charping, owner of Roofix. We're offering... 652 Treyware KTSA. Before I go to Carl Eggers, I just want to tell you what's going on right now. The president is in the UK and he's meeting with uh, King Charles. And uh, they are at Windsor Castle reviewing the troops. And when. Uh, Your play by play commentary here in the studio is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> You need to go home and take a nap. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. I haven't slept in three days. I have not slept in three days. Wow, Trey, wear a party animal. <laughs> no, i just been, I've had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you can relate. Yeah. Um, so he gets out of the car, and, you know, Charles looks like an 18-year-old compared to Joe. He really does, right? right? Yeah. I mean, he's got energy, and he's walking fine on his own. Joe, he's having to hold Joe's hand. Joe, Joe gets out of the car, and Charles grabs his hand to to lead him around. And come with me. Come this way. And Joe's got that really stiff gait, right? Yeah. So he looks like if you put a red coat in one of those high fuzzy hats, he could actually walk in front of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, but let's go back to what you were saying while <laughs> yes. all this was going on. Yes, because oh, I, I wasn't really looking up, but I, yeah. I could just hear you in there screaming. Oh, he can barely move. Look at him. <laughs> And then you I was started afraid with... that I was afraid that he walked towards the sword. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like don't fall. And then he starts in with, "Where am I? Who are these guys with the fuzzy hats?" Jeez. I did say that. Well, he's walking down the line to review the troops, and he's like, "Why are these guys with red coats wearing these funny hats, man? What's going on here?" And he went up and he started to talk to one of them. You don't. Talk to the guys with a fuzzy, big fuzzy hats. No. You leave them alone. They will not talk to you. Nope. And by the way, they can kill with their hands, so don't talk to them. Leave them alone. Just give them the hat and he'll move on. And that's what, you're yeah, right. Yeah. And that's basically, <laughs> give him a hat Here, to play take, with. Just take it, go away. And that's basically what Charles, King Charles, is trying to tell him. He kept grabbing Joe's jacket saying, come this way. <laughs> and Joe's like, no, he's got a really cool hat. <laughs> No, you need to come with me. No, he's got a cool hat. I'm just and he was, well, he was kind of mystified by the hat. Yeah, I think so. Just kept staring at the hat. So anyway, that's where he is, ladies and gentlemen. Who are these guys with the big fuzzy hats? Uh -huh. As you. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> since he's there, he can't do any damage here. Right. So just leave him there for All a right, while. The funny thing is, I didn't know what you were talking about because I wasn't looking up. <laughs> you knew it had to be him, though, right? 
Well, yeah, something I, about I, him. I assumed that yes. I looked up and saw you with your hands on your head. <laughs> it's, you know, all, all kidding aside, it's really sad. I mean, you know, this is our country, and he's, look, there's Charles grabbing him and helping him walk. I mean, he's got to have one old, one old fart's got to help another old fart walk. Hey, you know what? That's why they're there for each other. I guess so. Yeah. Well, you know, w- right off in the sunset together. You know, <laughs> let's do that. Let's let's do a Something where you guys just ride off in the sunset and get out of our lives. Um, let me go to Carl Eggers, creatingrichalives.com, and find out what's going on with the markets this week. Hey, Carl. Y'all are funny. <laughs> well. You have a good laugh in the morning. Uh, I mean, if, if somebody would have told you all this stuff a few years ago, you'd be like, that's not going to happen. And, it, and here we are. And so. it is, yes. And it is, yeah, sad. Um yeah, no, the, the the markets trade are getting a little more volatile. We had a really short holiday week last week with 4th of July, so the markets were open three and a half days um, last week. And, and it's getting more volatile because we're seeing, you know, clearly things getting a little dicier. There's a chart out going around right now showing household net worth, and it's oh. dropping at a pretty fast rate. In yes. fact, uh, some would say it's the fastest drop we've seen since the financial crisis. And yet the stock market's still hanging out near these high levels and there's there seems to be a disconnect right now and we're seeing the jobs report came in last week also after you and i talked and and it was a little weaker than expected and so you know we're starting to see that break down a little bit um and by the way for those thinking well the federal reserve is going to start dropping interest rates again and, and we can refinance our home and we can move and it'll be just like the good old days that's not going to happen yeah. um the federal reserve is is likely seems like they're going to hike again, actually, when they meet later this month. And and again, all that's going to do is make it more difficult for people, whether it's buying a car, credit card debt, whether it's, you know, refinancing that home. I mm-hmm. mean, again, a lot of people bought homes a few years ago thinking, well, when interest rates drop back down, mm-hmm. I'll just refinance. And, and it's, they're staying stubbornly high. I mean, 7%. Is the typical thirty-year mortgage right now mm-hmm. very different than two and a half or three that we saw? I just saw a story where people who, uh, because of the increased cost brought on by Biden's policies, people now feel they need to make two hundred and twenty-three thousand a year to feel comfortable in this environment. Right now, the average household is bringing in seventy k. So, uh, w- with these costs that have been driven so high, people are not making a grade. They're not making a cut. All well, right, don't Car- forget about paying student loans. No, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Thank you, Carl. We're creating richerlives.com. Where in Rima coming up next? KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by 